Radio Theater Project, Theater of the Mind for Today. Comedies and dramas, mysteries and science fiction, old stories and new. Radio Theater Project, Theater of the Mind for Today. Dark Tales, stories of the odd and unusual, taking place in other worlds and other places, where life can have strange twists. Presenting two original stories written by David Van Meer. First is Dangerous Curves. The life of a serial killer is easy until he meets a deadly roadblock heading around a curve. Please don't do this. Shut up and keep walking. And don't run into any trees. Why are you doing this to me? Who else should I do it to? Okay, stop here. Please, please, all. Don't turn around. Now drop your purse on the ground. Your rings your necklace, and your watch. Quick now. Please, please don't kill me, please. Don't, don't kill me. Okay, sweetheart. I'm not going to shoot you. I'm going to let you go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) He said... (laughs) I lied, sweetheart. You'll get caught. You'll get caught someday. You'll... No chance of that. You rich broads are all too stupid. (laughs) After an absence of over a year, the roadside killer has returned to our area. This morning, the body of 22-year-old socialite Margot Adams was found in the woods just off the old Tomsdale Road here in Chilco County. The well-known wife of timber baron Walter Adams, the frequent visitor to the fashionable cocktail lounges of Cedar City. Although it is denied by her husband, Mrs. Adams was known to often go to the clubs alone, and on several occasions was seen to drink to excess. It is further rumored that... Now, why'd you do that, Sid? A customer might stop by to pick up some grease paint. Anyways, just a bunch more rumors about the woman sleeping around. They need to find this killer instead of tearing down a character. Mr. Adams has done a lot for this county, you know? I know, I know. But maybe he wasn't the easiest man in the world to live with. I doubt he's a teddy bear you are. (laughs) Ah, flattery will get you everywhere, honey. Hey, it's Mr. Carson. How you doing, Mr. Carson? Hey, pretty good, Sid. You going to be teaching the drama workshops up at the junior college again? That I am. No luck down in Hollywood, huh? One of these days, they'll appreciate real talent. Until then, I just have to keep training new generations of actors. You know, Sally Reed, one of your students from two years ago, she's doing commercials on national television now. Really? Well, she never was one of my better students, but commercial work could lead to something better, I suppose. I don't watch television myself. The usual order of wigs, false beards, and mustachios? And three full makeup kits. You should go to a lot of trouble for a few amateur productions of Summerstock, Mr. Carson. Never let it be said, Mrs. Dane, that Fred Carson didn't give his best to any production. And besides, the college is paying for it, right? Right you are, Mr. Carson. Right you are. What you gonna have, pal? Scotch rocks. Make it a double. 
Come on right up. This place is new, isn't it? Yeah, we just opened last year, but the Matador Lounge is already one of the hottest places in Cedar City. Fancy drinks, live entertainment, and air conditioning too. Lots of swells coming here. Even that Mrs. Adams that I heard about on the radio? Yeah, her too. Not to speak ill of the dead. But the poor girl was something of a lush. She should have been more careful about the kind of guy she picked up. I don't know who got her that night. She left here alone. Think they'll ever find the guy who killed her? I don't know. He worked this area for two years and the cops never did get a lead on him. Everybody said they saw something. All gave different descriptions of the same guy. I guess you can't always count on eyewitness evidence, eh? I guess not. Here's your drink. Yes, whoever this roadside killer is, he must be a very clever fellow. Could be too clever for his own good. Maybe. That's good scotch. Like I said, only the best. So are there any good acts playing the lounges in the city? I'm a talent agent, working for a new variety television show that starts filming in September. Talent agent, eh? Should have known without the fancy hairdo and the little Van Dyke beard. You have to look the part, you know? I guess so. Well, the best thing in town is that new magician, Professor Max Miracle. He's playing down at the Roxy right now. A magician? That's old hat, Barkeep. Not this guy. He makes a lady float in the air right over the audience. And he steps into a glass chamber, sets himself on fire, and comes out unarmed. That's pretty good. But I'm looking for a woman to be the hostess on the show. A real good looker, you know? Well, the professor has an assistant. No, she's an eyeful and a half. Red hair, green eyes, built like a brick pagoda. A real classy type. She sounds too good to be true. I'd have to see her for myself. You could see her right now. She's just coming in. Hi, Mac. How's it going tonight? Real good, Dottie. I've had some heavy tippers in there. How's the act doing? Good. Real good. A packed house every night. The professor is a fantastic magician. I'd like to know how he does that stuff. Professional secrets, Mac. I am sworn to silence. What you gonna have tonight? Well, I guess... She'll have a gin and tonic. What else would a lovely lady have on a hot summer's night? Hey, wait a minute. It's okay, Mac. A gin and tonic sounds good right now. All right, then. So, mister, what's your name? Black. James Black. You're Dottie, right? That's Dorothy DeWinter to you. Mac calls you Dottie. Mac's a good friend of mine. Right, Mac? You'll bet, Dottie. How does one get to be a friend of yours? How about you start by telling me what it is you do for a living? I'm a talent agent for the National Network. Looking for talent, are you? Yes, very special talent. I think you might have talent like that. What makes you think that? Instinct, lady. Pure instinct. Instinct, huh? Well, it might be nice to move into television, but I don't know. The professor is a very generous man. Like this ring he gave me. See? Wow. Is that, uh... Yes, a genuine emerald. Pretty, isn't it? Pretty? A rock that size must have cost plenty of hay. The professor is very successful. He'd have to be to give presents like that. Still, television could give you nationwide fame. 
celebrity status wherever you go. Hmm. Well, that might be nice. Being admired by the public, adored by a large group of fans. Some people wait all their lives for that, don't they? Hey, I wouldn't know about that. I'm just a talent scout. Yes, and a very good one, I'm sure, Jimmy. Here's your drink, Dottie. Thanks, Mac. Here, keep the change. This is a $50 bill. The professor and I are moving on tonight. We wanted you to have a going away present. Wow, thanks. Buy something nice for Donna. Hi, Will. Thanks again. Hey, I'm gonna miss you and the professor. Hope you come back this way in the future. I think we will. We do get around, you know. What was that all about? Like I said, Mac's a friend. The professor and I have gotten to know him and his girlfriend. A mug like that's got a girlfriend? It takes more than looks in the real world, Jimmy. It takes a lot more than looks. If you say so. Tell you what, Jimmy. You can drive me home, and we can talk about that television deal on the way. Yeah, sure. You won't be sorry. I'm sure I won't. Where are you staying? The professor and I are staying with one of his friends at Wotan Estates. That's that ritzy development for the rich. Yes, it is. Stone walls and an iron gate, just like in the Age of Knights and the Justice of Kings. Shall we go? Sure. I know a shortcut down one of the back roads. It'll save us some time. How convenient. Keep moving, and don't run into any of the trees. Pulling a gun on a poor girl. How brutal. You're some kind of a tough guy, aren't you? Yeah, plenty tough. Okay, sweetheart, stop here. Now drop your purse and that emerald ring. You want it that much? You bet I do. Hey, don't turn around. It's much easier to talk with you when I'm looking at you, Jimmy. You did such a nice job on your makeup. I'll bet you played with your mother's lipstick when you were little. Shut up. You don't recognize me, do you, Jimmy? What do you mean? Oh, Jimmy, you've forgotten me. That's mean of you. After all, I was your first. My first? Three years ago, on this very spot. It was New Year's Eve, and it was snowing. I was cold down to my soul, and then you put two bullets through my back. Well, then you should be dead. I was damned if I was going to die for you. I crawled all the way back the way we'd come. I left a long, bloody track in the snow, but I made it to the edge of the road. That's where the professor found me, covered in blood, ice, dirt, and snow. You, you should be dead. You already said that. Fortunately, the professor is very, very well-educated and very, very talented. Also, very compassionate. It took years of work, but here you are in our trap. Trap? Is that the best you can do, Jimmy? Those are pretty lame lines for a supposedly great actor. Well, well, I... I bet you can't even shoot a woman who's looking at you in the face. Here. Oh! And here's another. Oh! You're crazy. I've got a gun. Who cares, you little mama's boy? You crazy broad. You asked for it. How come you're still standing? I couldn't have missed it this range. You didn't. Those shots would have gone straight through my heart, if I still had one. Now, come here, pretty boy. It's time for your goodnight kiss. You stay away from me! Oh, don't run away, Jimmy. The fun is just getting started.
Where's the car? Where the hell did I park that damn car? Oh, there it is. Hello, lover boy. Ah, how did you get here ahead of me? Oh, I don't have to crawl anymore. I'm real fast. The professor made sure of that. You... you're... you're just wearing some kind of bulletproof vest, that's all. You think so? Let's see how you like a couple of 38 slugs right in the face. Oh, right between the eyes, Jimmy. My name's not Jimmy. Okay, sweetheart. Here comes your goodnight kiss. Now hold still. No, no! Uh... <laughs> there you go, Jimmy. Sorry about all the lipstick, but it's very special, and I wore it just for you. I... I can't feel my lips. My hands and feet feel like blocks of ice. You lady killers are all the same, always getting cold feet. My legs, I can't stand. What did you do to me? Nothing you haven't already done to me. Oh, by the way, you don't have to worry about seeing me home. I've got a ride coming. Oh, there he is now. Well, I guess it's time to go. I really want to thank you. It was a terrific time. Ta-da, Jimmy. My name is not Jimmy. Like I said before, who cares? Shall we go, Professor? Oh, of course, my dear. If you're done here. The trash has been taken out, Max. Good. Then we're off. It's so dark. So cold. So... Two gals out on the road looking for fun and adventure. What they find is a trip into terror as they take a left-hand turn into dark tales. Here's Roadside Attraction, written by David Van Meer. Geez, Brenda, how can you stay on that stuff? It's calming. It lets my thoughts roam. You should be watching the countryside for possible fossil beds or Indian burial sites. Oh, I'm doing that too. At the same time? Yeah, I can even walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> Show off. So, what's the name of this place we're looking for? The Mystery Lodge. Oh, another roadside attraction, huh? Don't knock it. We found some good stuff in these places as long as the owner is a local yokel. Long on stories, short on knowledge. There's the sign. The Mystery Lodge, home of the Petrified Man. The Petrified Man? What have you gotten us into, Kate? Who knows? It's all an adventure in our business. I mean, how about that mammoth skull we got from that old lady's ranch outside of Pine Junction? It's almost in perfect condition. Only the tusk's missing. We only paid her $200 for it. She was happy with what she got. Ignorance is bliss, and 200 bucks will buy a lot of chicken feed. Hmm, it was a cattle ranch. Yeah, right. Still, she took our card and promised to call if she found anything else. Well, I guess it was okay. I mean, if she was happy and all. That's the spirit, partner. We're just two businesswomen on a shopping spree, helping the local economy, providing entertainment for the rich, and the blasé of this great nation. Enough already. 
<laughs> you sound like one of those Chamber of Commerce welcome to our lovely city information films. We may never be members of the city council, but you have to admit, it's been a successful year and a half. It's even paid for that big emerald ring you're wearing. Yeah, we've done well. Hey, there's the turnoff. I got it. Well, here we are. Kate, look at this place. So it's a big log cabin. No, it's a big cabin made out of petrified wood. Petrified wood? These logs are enormous, like old growth cedar trees. Yes, and they're in perfect condition. No cracks, no chips, not one blemish. They're perfect. I think I just got more interested in this place. Yeah, let's go inside. Good afternoon, welcome to the Mystery Lodge. I'm Linda, the manager of this attraction. How can I help you? We came to see the petrified man. Of course, everyone does. Old Eddie is over there in the back corner of the shop. Old Eddie? How long has he been here? As long as I've been manager. Excuse me, miss. I'd like to see some of your petrified wood jewelry in this case over here. Of course. If you'll excuse me, ladies. Sure, go ahead. We'll call if we need anything. What luck! She'll be busy with that tourist for a while. Yeah, this place is practically empty. We'll be able to get a good close look at this rock man. Well, will you look at that? Looks real enough. But it could be a statue. If I could get inside this glass case for a closer look. No problem. That cheese ball lock is just asking to be picked. I wish you wouldn't do that all the time. A girl has to exercise her talents, Brenda. Keep a lookout. Oh, all right. Open sesame. Now get out that magnifying glass of yours and make like Nancy Drew. Hmm. What? Well... What? What? This is no statue, Kate. I'd stake my reputation that this is actually mineralized flesh. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Not in any case record I've ever studied. A petrified man? Really? Really. This is one for the history books. Good. I know a timber baron in Cedar City who would pay a fortune for this thing. How big a fortune? Big enough so you can get an emerald necklace, a tiara, and a mink coat to go with that ring of yours. <laughs> wow. How much do you think they'll want for old Eddie here? Don't be a sap. They're not going to part with this thing. It's the only thing they have to pull in the tourists. Then how do we get it? If you will look to your left, you'll see a convenient exit door. It shouldn't be too hard to break in here at night. Break in? Kate, we've never actually stolen anything. And where do you think those sleazy drifters we bought the Indian artifacts from got their merchandise? They stole them right off the reservation for sure. But we didn't steal them. So it's one step removed. Don't start getting all pure and honest on me all of a sudden. You're in this as deep as I am. Besides, do you want to go back to being the assistant to the assistant curator at the State Museum? No. You're damn right. 
And I'm not going to go back to grading undergraduate essays as an associate professor at Pacific Coast University. Having a bunch of gray-bearded, pipe-smoking, stuffed shirts promoting less qualified men over our heads every year? No. You're right, Kate. I'm in. Good. Let's get a room at that dusty little motel we passed a couple miles back. We can get supper and then get that hydraulic floor jack out of the trunk. Make sure that the bolt cutters are ready to go in the front seat. Then what? We'll pull up in the back of this place, break the lock, and in no time we'll be sliding Eddie out of here on that handy floor jack. We'll lay him across the back seat, throw a blanket over his stone-dead body, and it's hello, Cedar City for us. And hello, Emerald Necklace for me. That's a spirit partner. Let's get going. Free me. Did you hear that? Hear what? That voice. Free me. There it is again. Quit fooling around, Brenda. Too, too free me. Let's get out of here. Sure, sure, take it easy. Hand me the bolt cutters, will you? Here. I can't believe that they only use a padlock to secure this back door. They're hicks, right? It would never occur to them that somebody would steal their precious, petrified man. Got it. Okay, let's get the jack out of the car. Not a sign of anybody. Shine your flashlight over in that far corner, would you? Okay. No, nobody there either. Now gotta get this case open. Faster than last time. But then, practice does make perfect. Okay, Miss Perfect, help me with this jack. Free me. What the hell was that? You heard it this time? You bet I did. Who's there? You better step out, I've got a gun. You've got a gun? No, you dope. But whoever it is doesn't know that. Nobody. We must be hearing things. Come on, let's get the jack under him. Got you! He's got me! He grabbed my arm! Make him let go! How? One to replace me. Two to set me free. Use the jack handle! Break his arm! Now, too. No! No way, Kate! I'm out of here. Come back, Brenda! Come back! Don't leave! Good morning. I'm Eddie, the manager here at the Mystery Lodge. How can I help you? Last time I was through here, there was a gal named Linda working here. Oh, Linda has moved on. Can I show you anything? No, I just came to see the petrified man. You must have misread the sign. It's a petrified woman. Woman? Yeah, old Kate. She's in that glass case over in the back corner of the shop. How long has she been here? As long as I've been manager. Excuse me, sir. Would you show me some of the fossils over here in the window? Be right with you. Excuse me. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. Oh, it is you, Kate. No way. Let's see if I can open this case. Well, what do you know? I'm talented, too. Free me. I said no. 
Now, here's your little black book with the list of our customers. I'm tucking it right behind the placard that says, Petrified Woman. Please, free me. I'm selling our last stuff to that timber baron of yours in Cedar City, and then I'm getting out of this business. Maybe they can still use an assistant to the assistant curator back at the State Museum. Goodbye, Kate. I hope some greedy jerk breaks in to take your place real soon. No, Brenda! Please don't leave me! Did you find anything you wanted, miss? I'm afraid not. Say, how long have you been here? At the Mystery Lodge, I mean. I've been with the shop for a little over ten years. That's a long time. You have no idea how long it is. I think I can imagine it, at least a little. Well, goodbye. I hope you get to move on real soon. Thank you, miss. Good luck to you. Dark Tales, stories of the odd and unusual, taking place in other worlds and other places where life can have strange twists. This time, it was Dangerous Curves and Roadside Attraction, original stories written by David Van Meer. In the cast of Dangerous Curves were Reed Thompson as Fred Carson, Donna Ray Brockman as Dorothy DeWinter, Innocencio Valderrama as Mac the Bartender, Tristan Johnson as Margot Adams, Lisa Young as Martha, John Monk as Sid, and Roy Nessel as the professor. In the cast of Roadside Attraction were Joanna Bruno as Brenda, Rebecca Murray as Kate, Roy Nessel as Eddie, and the Petrified Man. Other parts played by Tori Guzenberry, Donna Ray Brockman, and Irma Bode. I'm your announcer, Anne Bodle-Nash. Dialogue editing and sound design, Jay Charles. Production assistant, Bobby Wiley. Directed by Dave Johnson. Recording engineer, Juan Aragin. Recording technician, Carla Ayala. Produced by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded at KSVR Studios in Mount Vernon, Washington. This is a Radio Theater Project presentation. This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.